Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall with some post-market commentary. Uh, we are going to talk some precious metals once again today, but we're actually also going to step aside from the precious metals and mining markets and talk some overall market indices and movements with our good friend Brett Simberkoff, the founder of Simba Stocks. Uh, Brett, I know it's earnings seasons and you've got a few plays that uh, have been in the works, including AMD, which... Uh, had a nice announcement with their earnings and so congratulations on that a month ago when you and i talked we were kind of laying out the groundwork of what we could see over the next month and if we talk about the s p and looking back to what you and i discussed we thought we'd hang in there around or above that 3000 level and we're certainly doing that but brett it seems like things are really teetering on edge uh with a lot of question marks over the last month so Give us your chat, your, your thoughts and analysis here and, and chat away about where we think to go. Yeah. Uh, hey, Trevor, again, thanks for uh, having me on. But it seems like every time we follow up on these, we're hitting the nail on the head, which which is great. And, you know, I don't want to say to always follow exactly what we say, but it's, it's been working out really well. But so far on futures right now for the S&P, we did hold right around that 3000 level, like we said. Um, we had a, a pretty big pump um, following that. There were some uh, states reopening. And then we see kind of in the past few weeks that the uh, cases have spiked a bit. So we did take a little bit um, off from the top, right around about the 3270, 3280s level. Um, right now, pretty much, we do have another big earnings week in play right now. I know you just mentioned uh, AMD, which just beat, which is great for the uh, semi industry. But we do have Amazon, which is going to be absolutely huge. Um, at the end of the week, we have Apple, Facebook, Google. So pretty much the big players um, in FANG and in the S&P are going to have earnings this week. That should pretty much give us this direction of where to go from here because these tech companies have been holding the market up. Again, we talked about it, I think, earlier on um, another podcast that we did together that tech is the one industry that's been able and sector that's been able to take control and take over and actually benefit from everything going on. They're uh, shifting funds more towards uh, their digital base. And that's kind of the environment and the direction that the economy and that people are going lately anyway. A lot of things are done digitally. Everything is online. So the cloud sectors have been booming, very profitable there as well. So um, these companies, they're not going to really take too big of a hit until the actual consumer spending really is, uh, takes a hit itself um, in terms of those services, which we don't see really a slowdown happening. But right now, we do have to wait on that. Um, those earnings, excuse me, at the end of the week in order to kind of get a, a better picture here. But as of right now, the weekly doesn't look too good for the S&P. Um, we're just going to have to see basically what happens at the end of the week. Targets would be pretty much a blow off the top uh, past 3,400 if we do have a crushing earnings. But some people do think that a lot of these are priced in right now and we will see a, a retrace or at least a correction. So if we do look for that, I'd look for um, targets, you know, around 3,100 or so. And then again, we'll just have to monitor basically what's going on with the economy, cases, et cetera. But um, really the, the biggest moves and you know, we might as well jump right into it. Obviously, gold and silver. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> it has been a, a really exciting couple of weeks for the precious metals. Um, one last question before we get into there, Brett. I just want, I'm curious about the movement in this, in the overall market, the S and P, the Nasdaq. Uh, with 
really being supported by some of these big tech stocks with the combination of the Fed, you know, backstopping any of the movements in the stock market as well. What could potentially be a catalyst to get this thing to maybe not reach that full V-shaped recovery that a lot of people are kind of expecting? Yeah, so I think um, a lot of people have been putting their money into equities, putting it into um, the metals as well. Obviously, I think the metals are a much safer bet still. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, these run-ups on these companies have been placed and have been put in already by a lot of these major funds. You'll see a lot of dark pool prints at the end of each day. Um, a lot of heavy call buying throughout um, the past couple weeks. But this earnings uh, that we're having at the end of the week will really give a picture of the fundamentals and exactly what's being um, sp spent on by these companies because people are implying that they are crushing and making a, a huge profit. But as we saw with a couple of earnings uh, a few weeks ago, there have been a lot of costs uh, associated with the coronavirus and a lot of impact where um, the profit margins weren't as high as previous. So um, I think we definitely should see some type of pullback. Now, like you just said, the Fed is going to be kind of easing a little bit with the spending as well. Um, and the, um, the printer, as a lot of people like to say, uh, going off. So we'll see what happens um, with that. Obviously, you know, the dollar got crushed, but we did see a little uh, squeeze on it uh, as well last night. Um, so we're really just going to have to basically see how the market will react to the, the slowing of the Fed um, and um, hopefully the economy opening back up soon. But, you know, as of now, it's basically shutting down, opening up left and right. So there's got to be something put in place, you know, for at least a month or, or two straight in order for us to really gauge the direction that things are going to go. Otherwise, we're just, you know, putting a Band-Aid on something, ripping it off, Band-Aid rip off. So we'll, we'll really have to see what happens. Well, every, it's hard to tell. every time the Fed says they're going to slow down, they turn around and speed it right back up. So anyway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's, it's very hard to, you know, like, and I, we said this earlier, unless you break these key levels that we really go over on, like the weekly chart, um, you, you basically got to play these day to day. And that's where you're going to be able to capitalize. And it might not be, you know, the, the greatest returns, you know, you might take profit earlier, you might cut losses and then something takes off the next day, but it's going to be your safest bet during these times. Okay. Uh, let's talk some gold and silver. And I know you are not typically a precious metals guy. However, when you see momentum and you see a lot of interest in those plays, you do turn your own attention to it. Uh, let's start with gold. The last time you and I talked uh, more than a month ago, the question was, we were just around that $1,800 mark, Brett. The question was, what will it take to get to $1,900 and after that? And I remember you saying, if you get through $1,800, there's not a whole lot of resistance to $1,900, and it could happen rather quickly. My gosh, I mean, we, we, we did exactly that. Once we got through $1,800, it was just a sprint to $1,900 and all-time highs. So where do we go from here? Yeah. So like, like you just said, we did talk about that $1,800 level. Um, about a month ago, we were, I think we did it right around this date. We had um, our last talk. I think that day we were right around about 1780 or so. So from that point on, we did kind of slowly take about the, you know, take the stairs up. We like to call it. There were just up and down days, but a slow grind up. We saw some consolidation pretty much towards um, the end of uh, the middle of July. And then really this week is just ramped up. Now we saw a huge push up 
Right now we're sitting at around 1950 or so. Um, we did touch pretty much all the way to my target. Now my target right now on uh, gold futures is 2030. That is where I did see an, uh, an extension um, on the Fibonacci extension to the 707 level. So that's where I'd look to kind of take some off there um, in regards to uh, gold futures. Now, like you kind of said before as well, though, on the previous podcast, when you do have gold move, the next thing that moves even more and can take you by surprise is silver. And that's been absolutely incredible moves as well. But let's finish up uh, gold here. I do see it pushing up. Uh, I do think we need some consolidation here. It has been very explosive. But like you said, when you do have um, a big move, especially in the metals, it can run. And I do see it continuing higher. I would look to definitely, you know, take some profits off here if you have been holding, you know, for a while. Um, but again, the next breakout level would most likely be right around the 1975 uh, range, 70s or so. And you could see 2030 um, plus from there. The final target, if we do have somewhat of a blow off the top around the 2K area, would for me be around about 2340 or so. So 20, that could be 2340? 2340. Wow. Now that would be kind of like a long term. I'd say September-ish or so. I mean, we we've been doing these, you know, about a month or so apart. So it would be interesting to catch up again the end of August and uh, September, see where we're at. But that would be um, kind of like a blow off the top target for myself here. Okay. Uh, and and it's not too unlikely. Uh, like I said, the dollar's been dropping. Um, a lot of people have been moving into metals uh, as well. And if you take a look at the weekly chart, whenever you do have um, a blow off the top. You could see back in you know 2000, um, 2010, right? We had a huge run over the next um, couple weeks leading up into pretty much 2012 where we were at these previous levels, right? Uh, excuse me, the end of 2011. So what you can see here is it did take quite a few years to get here. So once you do have a lot of these positions that got short squeezed out that were either short or had huge sell walls at these levels, when they get stopped out, you know, it's going to be a buy to close uh, on their position. So you can see these epic short squeezes up, which is what we've seen in the past couple of days, um, especially on silver, but um, obviously gold driving that up as well. So I do see us continuing higher. I wouldn't look at, you know, taking off your whole position, just possibly, you know, trimming it here and there um, on those levels that we just mentioned. But like I said, I can see in the, in the future, you know, next few months, 23, 40 or so right around there. Hmm. Uh, let's move over to silver. And I, I mentioned this to you 10 years ago uh, when gold ran up to that all time high, but just above $1,900 silver was being traded, traded at $50. Well, today we are uh, well above the $1,900 level with gold and silver's, uh, still just hanging, trying to reach and maintain that $25 level. Your thoughts here on silver. Uh, it's got a little bit of catching up to do, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. So silver is definitely going to also continue riding up, I believe. Now, the thing with silver is it did have a pretty significant move um, as well. We could see that when we broke the highs here, it was literally 35% from the highs, previous top at around 1980. So now we're sitting right around about 2443. We had a high, uh, I believe yesterday, of about 2620 or so. Now that that 2620 level actually date or 2630 somewhere around there um, that actually dates all the way back to that 2011 um, date that we were just talking about. So in December of 2011, October of 2011, as well as um, 
the midsummer of 2012, this was where the price of silver bounced multiple times. Now, it did eventually sell off and it has been pretty much in a huge consolidation period in the high teens since then, pretty much from 2015 on. But where we actually just surged right up to is that level. So this is where it's very important to understand the resistance and support zones because after a support zone is broken, so for instance, like we said, that 2011, 2012, 2013 um, level was broken down. Now that we're all the way down in the uh, high teens, in order for us to continue rising from here, we're going to have to now break that level. So that's actually where it got rejected to a T, pretty much, um, that 26, uh, 20 or 2630 level. So if we can get a big push up there, the next levels I'm looking at really for silver would be 31 and 34. So we could see another huge push up. Hmm. That's fascinating. Uh, so let's talk about the miners. I know you don't necessarily pay attention to specific companies and either the producers or the explorers. Uh, but Brett, if you look at the valuations of these companies, many of them, a lot of them are traded well below their net asset value. Uh, with the resources they have in the ground, um, right. you know, for uh, for a person who runs a trading group that is uh, filled with a lot of, uh, just for lack of a better term, younger millennial investors, what's it going to take to get more of that capital in trading money and investment capital into these resource companies? Um, to make them realize like there's proper valuations or there's, there's undervaluations here uh, w due to these gold and silver prices. And uh, you know, there's not a whole, there's a lot less fluff in the, in their accounting practices than you would get in a lot of the major tech stocks. Right. So, um, you know, we, we have talked about these before, you know, you've mentioned a few companies to myself as well that we've kind of discussed, but I think a big thing these days and, you know, Obviously, millennials and a lot of the retail investors, you know, they invest in things that they're seeing every day, uh, different products, etc. I think these companies really should look at and they might not have, you know, too much of a budget for it. But, you know, some type of uh, marketing or, or PR for themselves can really help. And I think that if they pair this with uh, if they pair that with some of these um, moves that we're seeing in gold and silver now and take advantage of this, they will be able to grow and maybe get a little more exposure. So, you know, a lot of the companies you told me about, for instance, I probably would have never heard of uh, unless I heard it, you know, word of mouth or if I did a lot of hard research on my own. But just with these moves the past couple of days, it will definitely generate a lot more of retail investors um, and millennials to look into some of these companies that are very undervalued, like you said. And they're very cheap. You know, some of them you can get pennies on the share, a couple dollars um, for some of them also. And they're very good long term holding. So I believe the next few weeks or so it will be crucial for these companies to kind of capitalize on that and um, try to get a little bit more exposure. Okay. Uh, one uh, one safe haven, well, deemed safe haven, uh, argue, that can be argued by many people in this industry, uh, but many deem it as a safe haven is Bitcoin. It actually uh, busted through that $10,000 mark uh, per coin. And we don't talk about Bitcoin hardly at all on Mining Stock Daily, but Brett, I thought uh, if we could take the, the last minute of this interview and get your comments on Bitcoin and cryptos, uh, I think it'd be very valuable. Yeah, so we had a huge move up um, on Bitcoin since uh, COVID as well. You know, March, pretty much every everything dropped down, right? We The bottom on Bitcoin, though, was around about 
4,300. So it's had a very substantial move, almost, um, you know, three X there nearly, um, about, you know, two and a half, 2.7. But, um, in the last coming days, we've seen a huge surge on Bitcoin as well. Um, we had a pretty big, uh, consolidation period, pretty much from about May till, you know, the past couple of days ago. And, you know, our admin in the group, Alec, he's the main one who trades crypto. He's been waiting for this breakout for a while, pretty much above that $10,000 level. I mean, you could, you could see it quickly run to, you know, the, the 12, $12,000 level again that we saw back in, um, 2019, uh, to the 13,000 level. And I think a lot of people are getting more into Bitcoin as well. A lot of banks are adopting it. So what you're seeing now is a lot of these funds that are being put into it, it it's not as much of a you know the pump and dump normal thing that you see on Bitcoin. The volatility is definitely there, but it's not uh, really there on the up and down level on a day-to-day -day basis. So what you'll usually see now is a little bit more of a gradual increase. It's definitely still volatile, but not as much as it used to be back in you know, 2018, 2019 or so. Now what you're seeing is actual more institutional investing, I believe, into the crypto sphere, which is kind of leading it up higher. And yesterday, obviously, just a huge day. Bitcoin alone ran uh, 11%. So I think we could see some consolidation right around here, but it's definitely good to diversify into the crypto sphere now as it is being adopted by a lot of companies, uh, banks as well. Um, so I think we could see uh, definitely a gradual move up still. Um, still pretty safe I, i'd say to definitely get in as well usually when you see a, a breakout like this on the weekly chart which we've seen uh with gold and silver as well right that we can have it run for multiple months at a time so we'll be watching it very closely here there is very good volume behind this move just like there is on the metals as well so all eyes are on this right now uh crypto the metals um and then pretty much the end of uh this week for earnings on um the s p all right, Brett, appreciate your time. And uh, we'll do it again next month. How does that sound? Sounds great. We'd love to see where we're at there. We'll see if we can hit, hit all these nails. <laughs> all right. That's Brett Simbrikoff. He is the founder of Simba Stocks. You can go to their website, simbastocks.io. Take care, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the news briefing out of the junior exploration market. Sleep tight. Talk to you tomorrow.